Boosting your salary with job hopping can be awesome. It was for me. But you may find that the comfort of staying around, learning the place, and making a salary based on being loyal is the way for you. And that's great. But if you've decided that job hopping is the right path for you, make sure you do it with intention by asking yourself if that next job is the right move. Don't hop just because of a bigger salary or a better title. Make sure you're moving up the career ladder or that this new role is substantially different from the roles you've had in the past. Make sure that you're going to learn new skills and gain new experiences. Job hopping can be the wrong move for some people who are employed at great companies with established promotion and raise opportunities. Hey everyone. Welcome to Well, That Was Unexpected. I'm your host, Carla Isabel Carstens, but you can call me Carla. I'm a luxury fashion publicist turned marketing consultant and a creative industry career coach. I've helped my clients pivot from finance to fashion, fashion to tech, get jobs with brands and companies like Louis Vuitton, Michael Kors, Saks Fifth Avenue, and Estee Lauder, land speaking gigs at South by Southwest, and so much more. If you can't tell, I believe that life's too short to do just one thing. I'll help you transform your what ifs into what's next. With new episodes launching every Thursday, each episode is designed to make you both laugh and inspire the confidence within you to expand the possibilities for your own life. They'll feature conversations with guests who've made real, raw, and inspiring career and lifestyle pivots that will make you think, what? How did they do that? But once you listen to their stories, sharing exactly how they made things happen, you'll realize just how possible it is for you to make a similar change, no trust fund required. I'm sure you heard it time and time again. The best time to look for a better job is when you already have one. When you're always open to considering other opportunities, you never lose out. It doesn't cost you anything but your time to consider them. If they're not what you want, you can stay where you are. The upside to always looking into new jobs is that when you do realize it's time to move on, you'll have an updated resume, excellent interviewing skills, and the confidence of a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race because you're prepared and excited to take on the next phase of your career. In this week's episode, I'll share why you should always keep an open mind to new roles, how to prepare, what to look for in a new opportunity, and the pros and cons of job hopping. As I mentioned before, I'm giving away a 30-minute career coaching session every week through the month of May. All you have to do is leave a review of this podcast. Easy, right? This week's winner is Lauren11black. DM me at Carla Isabel to schedule. And thanks for your awesome review. You rock. I'll announce next week's winner on the podcast. Before I launch into it, I want to note that despite what you may think, you are in control of your career. So own it. Don't wait for a company to be convinced you're ready for promotion or raise. Don't wait to be next in line. If it makes sense and you have the receipts to prove it, ask. Ask for a raise with detailed documentation of why you believe you're worth it. Maybe they'll say no, 
and say you don't have enough experience yet, or it's up for consideration at your year review. Even better, maybe they say yes. You'll get all the information you need. Do what you want with it. The moral of the story is don't let a company dictate your value or career progression. Do it yourself. So why should you always keep an open mind to new roles? To start, your confidence is likely higher when you're happy where you are. You know that feeling when your boss loves you? You're crushing it at work and getting ridiculous feedback. Amazing, right? That is, until you get a great year-end review, are expecting a raise or promotion, but are told that there isn't money in the budget for a promotion or significant raise this year. But hey, pat on the back. Keep up the good work. (laughs) Ugh. Interviewing is also a skill, and interviewing regularly helps keep you sharp. In my coaching business, I meet with people all the time who have been at one job for years but are ready to move on. The problem is they haven't gone on an interview in ages. Interviews are stressful, period. But imagine not having had one in five or 10 years. It takes practice, a lot of practice, when it comes to nailing how to concisely and effectively communicate your work history, answer questions at the drop of a hat without stumbling, and be charming as hell. Insert backflip and jazz hands here. Switching jobs is also critical to getting a higher income. Call me a job hopper, but I was able to progress much faster and make more money because I was ruthless early on in my career, taking good if not substantial pay bumps and title increases almost every time I moved on in comparison to my peers who stayed at one place waiting it out. Changing jobs can also help you grow and set goals. Looking into new job opportunities can also help you grow and set goals. Browsing jobs and interviewing enables you to stay on top of trends in your field and the skills that companies within that industry are looking for that you may need to improve on to get to the next level. Looking at other opportunities are the perfect source of guidance for professional growth. Take the time to see what you don't know that you don't know. You can even start looking at listings for the jobs you may want a few years down the line, so you've got a leg up in getting the experience you'll need to stand out. Sure, that particular job opening probably won't be open a few years from now, but still, as you start reviewing the job descriptions you're interested in, you'll notice trends. For example, Say you're currently an assistant editor and looking at the jobs you're most interested in for the future. You may see that most are looking for around five years of editorial or writing experience, and more often than not, they note the need for editorial management skills. That can become a goal for you. Or maybe you notice many of the postings you're attracted to look for a specific skill, like design abilities. So you should take the steps to learn that sooner rather than later. It also helps you see your value. By interviewing for other roles, you better understand what potential employers see as valuable in you. Skills you or your boss take for granted may be welcomed with open arms and an extra 10K by a new boss. When you see what you're worth, you can return to your current job more confidently to assert yourself and get what you want. It also helps clarify what you want. 
You may have left college with a very clear career goal in mind. You maybe knew you wanted to be in sales, but after three years, you feel restless. By exploring other opportunities, you can see more clearly what is essential to you and your happiness. Maybe you're more suited for and excited by a job in marketing. What about this potential new job excites you? Working with people, being more creative, working from home, a steady salary. Understanding yourself and your needs is never a bad thing. You also may realize how much your job rocks and decide you really want to stay during the process. The thing is, a lot of positions look fantastic on paper and in theory. But the boss you don't like today may look like a freaking angel compared to the person who interviewed you today. Whether it's a pay cut, a lack of flexibility, or not an ideal fit with your current skills, you may leave an interview much more grateful for where you currently work. And of course, the obvious, you stumble upon a job you really like, interview for, and get, and you never actually have to quote-unquote look for a job when it's crunch time. Either way, as I said before, when the moment arrives and you realize it's game time, time for a new job, by keeping your job search in constant motion, you'll have an updated resume, excellent interviewing skills, and the confidence of a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. When you get that next interview, you'll be prepared and excited to take on that next phase in your career. Also, remember that you do not have to evaluate whether you're going to accept an offer until you've received one. This is a big concept to digest. Many job seekers get stressed as hell because they don't know whether or not a company is the right fit for them or if the compensation package will be on target. The reality is you're spending energy on something that doesn't exist yet, a real job offer. Make that decision when there's a decision to be made. In job search and interview mode, all you have to do is evaluate whether or not you want to go on the next interview, whether it seems like a fit, and if you like what you know thus far. I totally understand people's worries about employers eventually viewing you as a flight risk, which I'll talk about more in a bit. Still, if you aren't looking, You'll never know what opportunities exist. Keep looking until you find something better, rather than waiting for some arbitrary date to pass to start your search. So, how do you prepare to always look? Of course, the obvious. Update your resume and LinkedIn every three to six months. It's easy to forget what you've done at work. Make sure you're tailoring your resume to the type of career job you want next. If you want to go from a junior to senior role, show how you led projects or were crucial to their success. Share metrics. Also, keep a document with any job listings that look interesting to you. Copy and paste the descriptions in the document. Don't just make a list of URLs since they'll likely expire. Highlight the qualifications that stand out as trends amongst them all. Then, if you're feeling extra, Create a professional development plan to meet the stuff you're lacking. No matter what happens, improving yourself professionally can't hurt, and it will make you feel so much more prepared when you're applying to jobs in the future. Lastly, 
always be able to explain everything on your resume. Why did you leave after two years? Well, they wouldn't promote me because I didn't have 10 years of experience, even though I was doing the job. Why is there a gap in your resume? I took a sabbatical to work on professional development by doing X, Y, and Z. And what do you look for in a new role? If you get an offer, make sure the switch includes a mix of these. It's up to you to prioritize what's important. A better company reputation, more responsibility or a better title, a better quality of life, better pay. But pay isn't everything above a certain level. You'll notice that at a certain salary level, raises don't do much for your happiness factor. Lower commute times, work-life balance, working from home, not being tied to a schedule, not being micromanaged. It could be so many different things. They may mean more to you than an additional 15K a year. There are a few downsides to new jobs that are worth considering. They can include missing raise and bonus cycles because most companies that offer these cycles have different schedules. So make sure to account for that potential loss in your negotiation. Vacation time. When you start a new job, you usually get around two to three weeks to start. Depending on how this new company handles PTO, you may have to start over and accrue it over time. Stress. We all know it takes a few months to get acquainted with a new job, new company, and new team. You have to rebuild relationships and learn new management styles. You may have more or different responsibilities. That can mean longer days and added anxiety because it's always a good idea to demonstrate how great of a new hire you are to your new employer. The last one, and stay with me here, 401k vesting. Some companies have a two to three year vesting period. That has to calculate into your leaving. Just make sure you do the math. Assuming you make 100K a year with a 6% match that vests at 25% over four years and you're two years in, that means you have the potential of a 12K match. Of that, you'll be able to keep 6K, 50%, since you stayed two years. So if you're losing out on 6K right now, but you're going to a job that pays you 125K a year, you're going to be able to make that up quickly. So again, crunch the numbers. And now my favorite, job hopping pros and cons. While some employers are changing their view on job hoppers, many aren't. Frequent job hopping can be a red flag. I've definitely had it come up in the past, but as far as I'm aware, it's never been the reason I ultimately didn't get at the job. I've hit the four-year mark with one company, stayed at two years at two companies, and didn't stay longer than one or one and a half years at the rest. I've had a lot of jobs, so sue me. The key is being prepared to explain to a hiring manager why you job hopped. Employers may worry about your loyalty or that you only stick around long enough to learn what you want and then leave, which is expensive for them. But... According to a career builder study, millennials spend an average of 2.4 years or less in the same position, and it doesn't hurt them. So the jury's out. 
Sometimes staying at a company too long can work against you because although you may get promoted, it's likely that you won't get the substantial salary increases that you would if you left for new jobs. Additionally, unless you can move into different roles that challenge and help you grow, you may max out on learning in the same position for years. And remember, while you may feel that your employer values your loyalty, when push comes to shove, if they need to make cuts or new leadership comes in above you, there's zero guarantees that your job won't be eliminated. Boosting your salary with job hopping can be awesome. It was for me. But you may find that the comfort of staying around, learning the place, and making a salary based on being loyal is the way for you. And that's great. But if you've decided that job hopping is the right path for you, make sure you do it with intention by asking yourself if that next job is the right move. Don't hop just because of a bigger salary or a better title. Make sure you're moving up the career ladder or that this new role is substantially different from the roles you've had in the past. Make sure that you're going to learn new skills and gain new experiences. Job hopping can be the wrong move for some people who are employed at great companies with established promotion and raise opportunities. I've mainly worked with smaller companies, so that wasn't the case for me. And I also worked in fashion, where pay is notorious low, and then pivoted into tech, where the pay is cushy. But eventually, you may be content and your salary is high enough. So a flashy company, great money, and a fancy title aren't the number one motivators in your life. Hopefully, this episode encourages you to open up LinkedIn and do some casual job shopping or just respond to that recruiter who's been bugging you in your LinkedIn inbox. Take that interview. You never know. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Your support means so much to me. Talk soon. Thank you.